Welcome to the Sports Betting Preview Podcast from Pregame.com. Pregame.com. Broadcasting straight from the Las Vegas Strip. Vegas, baby. With your host, R.J. Bell. I saw him on ESPN. Can I call Marco Daddy? VR seems wild. Welcome to Sports Betting Podcast from Pregame.com for the week of December 9th, 2009. I'm your host, RJ Bell. I'm joined by Marco D'Angelo, 30 years in the business, Vegas runner, genuine professional better here in Las Vegas. This is segment one of six, big game preview, Army Navy, the classic. Okay, Vegas runner, tell us about the line in this game. All right, this one opened up Navy minus 14 with a total of 41. It's being played in Philadelphia, like always, the neutral field. And as of this morning, Navy still 14, and the total still 41. Um, bit surprising to me. I thought the wise guys would try to beat the public to lay in the favor, especially since it's on that 14 and take Navy. But by them not touching it tells me they may like the dog here. And that's, I think, the classic approach with trying to interpret wise guy moves is if there is no movement, it means they don't like the favor, but they may like the dog, but they want to wait. Yeah. Because unless, think about it, we know that the move's typically towards the favor with the public later Sure, especially in, in this game, too. So I they're think it's going all public money. Yeah. So if they like the favor, they usually bet early. If they like the dog, they'll bet early if they love the dog, right? But if not, they might as well wait and see if they can get the 14 and a half. Exactly. So they don't like the favor here, most likely. Yeah, I don't think so. They would have laid it already. All right, so as a handicapper, Marco, what jumps out at you about this game? Well, Navy has absolutely owned this series recently. They're 13-4 and four against the spread the last 17, and they have beat... For Marco, 17 years is recently. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, you know, three in a row. He's like, well, it's been a short 17 years recently. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, you guys. They are going for their Obama took office recently. They are going for their eighth win in a row. Uh, Navy is against Army. Uh, one thing to notice: this game is a week later than it normally is. They pushed this game back. Normally, this is played the first Saturday in December. And last week, we had all, we always have those championship games. But there was almost like a mini schedule last week. There was a lot of other games. And because they wanted to get this CBS for TV exposure, they pushed us back an extra week. What effect that will have on these teams, you know, that's to be said. But also in college football, this is uh, finals week for most uh, schools. You know, that's why this week in college basketball you see so many uh, small cards this week. So fewer games. Okay. So that's always an interesting approach is, especially around, like you said, finals, is these are students. What are they doing? And that's something that comes up, you know, what are they doing outside of sports? And is it something that's distracting them? So that's one thing if you read the local papers and stuff. And you, and you get this a lot during the uh, Christmas tournaments and then during spring break in college basketball is if the campus is empty, a home game isn't as meaningful. Now, you know, you brought up an interesting point about this game being pushed back, Marco. Usually I only care about trends that I can really understand. I mean, the old left-handed quarterback east of the Mississippi uh, in games that start at night. Yeah, know, I don't yeah. care about that. But I want to hear about 
something that makes sense to me like this in an underdog situation how does this team do or as a big dog or and this stat jumped out at me i didn't understand it but i thought i'd throw it to you guys or out to the community out there so if you're watching this and you have some feedback go to pregameforums.com and let us know we talk about you know we continue the conversation right there uh that we have here on video and audio Army is 4-19 ATS off a bye. Now, what does that tell us? It could be coaching to some degree, but does it tell us that maybe it's inherent, and this is what I don't know, about Army when they do have a week off that, you know, their other duties, you know, their military duties become bigger? Their other responsibilities, you know, sure. I mean, does anyone have any thought? I mean, that's a big number. That's four and nineteen is a big number. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, especially since it's after a bye. Because I was going to say, in general, Army just hasn't been a good team, you know. So I would think they'd have a losing ATS record. But this is specifically off a bye, and that's the only thing that would make sense to me. That going to you know West Point or the military academies aren't the same as going to other universities. If anything, you would think with the extra time to prepare being, you know, a military school and, you know, the diligence that they have in preparation. Which is another thing contrary with Army. They've lost six straight as a double-digit dog. And usually the old school There is to give you effort for me, the old school, for Marco, the you know, recent, recent handicapping, <laughs> just the like in the 80s, is people, every trend book used to say, you know, go with the academies when they're a big dog because they're never going to give yeah, up. Yeah, they're pride. They're this pride. team's lost six in a row. All of that said, and with like you say, you like stats that are pertinent and everything. One thing to consider, and it's one of the points that I think is a big factor in this particular game, you realize that Army has a new coaching staff this year. And the coach, uh, Coach Ellerson, was an assistant to Paul Johnson. Paul Johnson is the guy that created the The system system. that's at Navy right now, that Navy runs. So that's a huge factor that maybe gives Army a little bit of an edge this year. In preparation. Not only are they running the offense, they're practicing against that offense every day. So they're going to be more familiar with the Navy triple option than most people play. Does Does that make us like the under? Uh. Well, you know, these teams... One you can thing, say no opinion. I can say no opinion because one thing that, that when you're dealing with a game in the middle of December and we're recording on Wednesday, especially in Philadelphia, and we talked about this for the Thursday night game, you've got to wait till game day on totals this well, no, time of the year. Well, if you want to go over. If you want to go under, play early and you're yeah, getting a free, you're see it going you're getting down, a free sure. roll. It's either going to be the weather's fine... And then the total doesn't go down, or it gets bad, and you've just got a better number. Right, but you alluded to it last week when we were talking about totals. With today's, you know, sophisticated, you know, looking out in advance, the bookmakers are doing that too. And if they if they're projecting bad weather, they'll set the number a little bit based on what the the forecast. Okay, is so then be. then then it's neutral. Then is if it's if it's an eighty percent chance, and I agree with that. If there's an eighty percent chance it's going to be bad. 20% it's not. They're going to say, what's the adjustment if it's bad? Right, yeah. And then only adjusted eight-tenths of that. And, and just like they do in the financial markets with an ar- with, uh, with a uh, merger arbitrage or something. So, 
I don't think weather is a huge factor here. Well, okay, I personally would lean towards the under. Whenever you have a defense that's familiar with an offense, especially a, a, a quirky offense like we talk about, that's a big advantage. Now, here's a general concept that applies to all situations where you have a coaching change, and I think that's a great point, Marco, is the, the coach that leaves the program has the advantage because he understands his old program better than the senior coach understands what he's, what do he's doing at the new program because he's going to tweak it. And we ran into that a little bit with uh, Denver and um, New England this mm-hmm. year. Is To me, Denver had the edge there. So w- this is a kind of a golden nugget takeaway. Whenever you have a coach that leaves a program and goes to a new place, the advantage is with the new coach at the new place because he understands the old program more than the coach understands his new program. Makes sense. All right, Mark or uh, VR, we have 60 seconds. Give us a few more thoughts. Okay, bottom line. I, I like Army in this game. I, I think this line because so lean, lean leans to Army. Army for sure. I think the line's extremely inflated because it is the only game to bet college football that Saturday. So I think they inflated it knowing Navy's going to get the money. Um, Marco just so told us about the history. It's, it's going to be a public game. Yeah, in the last two years, it's 72-3 to three combined final score. So Navy's completely dominated the series. And I think that's the where the public money's going to go. So we got an inflated number here. And at 14, I think it, it'll go up. I like so Army. Play, so play it early if you yeah. like. If you like uh, yeah. Well, I, excuse me. Play it late. That. Closer to kickoff. Yeah. Closer to kickoff. So you like the dog here, and you would say wait till kickoff and maybe get 14 and a half. Absolutely, because as good as Navy is, third in the country in rushing yards, Army's 14th. So they're having success on the ground, too. And this Army team's 5-6 and six this year, so they're not as bad, and they really want right. to get to 500. We're going to have to wrap. Two quick stats. Navy is 8-2 and two ATS in December. Good late in the year. They're 7 of 8 winners as a favorite. So the trends go Navy. You like Army. Okay. Next up is we're going to be doing a going straight to the NFL, big game preview, Denver against the Colts. And remember, you can get all of our videos at pregame.tv or if you want to download and listen, go to iTunes and search for pregame.com. Welcome to the Sports Betting Podcast from Pregame.com for the week of December 9th, 2009. I'm your host, R.J. Bell. I'm joined by the Italian cowboy, Marco <laughs> D'Angelo. With the General Lee parked outside. <laughs> and Vegas, runner. <laughs> A genuine professional better here in Vegas. All right, this is segment two of six, big game preview. <laughs> Our producers can't quit laughing. Denver and Indianapolis. All right, first up, as usual, VR, tell us about the line in this game. Okay, Indy opened as an eight-point home favorite with a total of 44. As of this morning, Indy's a seven-point home favorite, total still 44. So a lot of steam on Denver, taking it all the way down to seven. Okay, so... As we always say, early moves with the dog, especially against a marquee team, are very genuine moves. We can feel pretty confident the wise guys like Denver. I agree. I agree totally. Okay. Now, this is actually going to be my official free pick on this game. And uh, collectively, we each make one official free pick a week. And collectively... Everyone's been on fire. I'm actually seven and five, and I'm way coming up the rear. We got Vegas runner nine and two. Your free picks coming up later. Marco leading the pack, twelve and three. 
uh, and your free picks coming up later. Collectively, 28 and 10. Okay, so before I give my free pick, Marco, what jumps out at you as a handicapper about this game? Well, the obvious is that you still have Indianapolis undefeated, but more so if you forget that for a second and look at the schedule that they've been playing, teams go through periods where the year where they have significant games. And the Colts have played four high-profile games in a row. And forget the fact that they have the added weight of trying Mm -hmm. to stay undefeated. That in itself is a burden. I mean, they're coming off playing New England on Sunday night. Then they went to Baltimore the, the next week when Baltimore, you know, that was a big game. They played division rival Houston, who almost beat them at home, and that was like in a three-week span that they played Houston. So that was a big game, and they came from 17 down to win that game. Mm -hmm. And then last week at home against the upstart Tennessee Titans that everybody was in love with as a dog. So you got to ask, at some point, does this team run out of gas? All right, so you're saying because they've had so many high-intensity games – that maybe are they out of gas? Any thoughts on that, Vegas Runner? Yeah, I, I think it's more now that the odds maker has to really adjust for this team, not as much as them running out of gas because they're twelve and zero, but they're eight three and one against the spread. And even though they haven't been getting bet a lot by the public, we talked about that in last week's podcast. How the public was even going against them in that dog spot in a couple times. Um, so I think now this is a case where Indy's side is starting to get inflated. They don't want this team to be, you know, well, f- when you look 15 at this, and 1 and, when you and look at this 13 number, and 2 ATS. When you look at this number at 7 at home against a Denver team that just a couple weeks ago people thought had been totally exposed. Uh, now remember now, the Steelers went to Denver and were laying three, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So that means Steelers would have been nine points at home with a six-point swing for home field. So really what we're saying here is Indy, either Denver, and, and at that point Denver hadn't been fully exposed because they had only lost the one game against right, Baltimore. Right. Is this really an inflated line or is this line No, now short? that it's seven, I think it's where it should be. I think when they brought it up above a touchdown – I thought that was a little high there. I think it's short, and, really? and I'll tell you why. You've heard me talk about situations where I'll set two games side-by-side side that are on the schedule that week and compare the lines, and I did that with this game and another game we're previewing this week, Cincinnati-Minnesota. Denver is a second-place team playing an undefeated team. They're getting a touchdown on the road. Cincy is a first-place team playing another first-place team, Minnesota, and they're getting a touchdown on the road. If you put those two side-by-side, that doesn't make sense. uh, Yeah, but Denver beat Cincinnati, so it does make sense. That was the first week of the season, and it's only one. But it's only one win. What do you make Denver-Cincinnati on neutral right now? I'd make Cincinnati... One, one and a half. Really? Yeah. I'd be bad. I'd be bad. I'd make Cincinnati <laughs> one and a half. I don't. Because my daddy would, used to say, "We'd be taking our rubber bands off." On yeah. That <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I don't think they're much more than that. Even according to LVSC's numbers, Den- Andy should only be eight according to their ratings over Denver. They should be eight. I mean, Denver's eight and four. Well, that's why they opened it up at eight, and, yeah. and the public saying it's it, it, it's still it's, it's too high, high. Which I'm, you know, well, here's my. Let's get to my official free pick here is I'm going with Denver 
in the first half. And we talked about this last week, where this Colts team, though last week was the exception, exception. Yeah, they're playing much better in the second half. We have the option of betting only in the first half. Why fight Peyton Manning in the fourth quarter? I think that Indy was undervalued, and we talked about not undervalued, but not as valued as you'd expect for, for that an record. Team. And exactly, and for exactly, Manning. exactly. But last week they really played well, and to me it was a statement game where it's like maybe the Colts are that good. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the takeaway. Maybe the Colts are right. That good. It was. And watching that game, I don't think they are that good. I think they're a good team. But I think you know Tennessee made many mistakes. Yeah. The score was deceiving. Even watching the game, uh, I was impressed by the Colts, but it wasn't as if they dominated that game. I think that the fact that now everyone's kind of saying maybe they are that good means that there's some value on Denver. Now, I would have loved the eight for the whole true, game. True, But here's an interesting point when you play the first half. Usually the number's just cut in half. Now, it's not always the case, and when we're taping on Wednesday, we don't have a number yet. I'm hoping for three and a half because it's interesting. Though seven's a key number for the game, three's the key number, too, clearly. Cutting it in half, if you can get the three and a half, a you, half. Really, you really aren't losing anything for the fact that the game went from, from eight, eight to seven because yeah. you would have gotten the four, which, all right, you are losing something. But if you can stay above that three, we're kind of taking advantage of the fact that there's been a move against us but to a key number, but maybe we can avoid losing the key number in the half. By getting that. the first half. Yeah, I like that. I do. And this indie team, week by week, they're getting more banged up on defense. You're seeing more and more players getting carted off and sooner or later that's going to add up the other thing you can't forget Denver's number one number two in the NFL in pass defense so if anyone's going to show some resistance against Peyton demanding it's going to be this team I'll give you two things that'll support your play and you'll like this well one Denver has been running the ball very well the last two yeah. weeks. 85 rushes in the last two weeks for 383 yards. That's great. Ball control takes crowd out of the game. This is what you're really going to like. The Denver coach is Josh McDaniels. He's a disciple of Belichick, who's the one coach that always gave Peyton Manning and mm. the Colts problems. By playing in, in the first half, your play – the thing that makes the Colts so dangerous, Peyton Manning and that, is they make adjustments at halftime. Mm-hmm. So and if, very effectively. Very effectively. Yeah. So if New England, if New England, if McDaniel's comes out with, with something, a good that game plan, a good, a good game defensive plan game plan, plan, puts them off their mm. their game in the first half. I like, I like that first half bet even more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Take off said, the rubber band. Like I yeah. said before, we went on air. They don't keep me around just for the eye candy. I'm like I looking see. for a phone. <laughs> <laughs> So for those guys who are listening and not watching, uh, you'll notice Marco has. If you, if you, uh, we can't zoom in, unfortunately, but he has his <laughs> He's cowboy boots. Up. Don't let it fool. He you. has his cowboy boots. I'm not sure. Are they past your knee. I, I, I go up, <laughs> and then he's got the little long the Texas thing. I'm not sure if the the contour of his belly allows you to see it, but <laughs> it's, the, it's, oh, it is, it's, it's what you'd put on the front of a Cadillac. <laughs> and let me tell you, he went. And if you guys haven't heard the story, go to pregame. First of all, go to pregame.tv and watch his video to see to see the boots. But then go and watch this week in Vegas, which Vegas runner Marco does, and they talk about Marco going Explain to explain the, the look. The national rodeo this week, and it's made it's affected him. Oh, the Italian, <laughs> the Italian cowboy, the music in the car, yeah. the new phone, the ring. All right, all right, all right. 
right, great stuff. Next Love up, <laughs> Cincinnati at Minnesota. We're going to preview it, and we actually have a pick on it from Vegas Runner. For free real-time odds, lines, and scores, visit pregamelines.com. This is segment three of six, big game preview, the Bengals at the Vikings. Vegas Runner, you're the expert on line moves. Tell us about this game. All right. This one opened up. Minnesota is a seven-point home favorite with a total of 44.5. As of today, they're dropped down to minus 6.5 home favorite, and the total's down to 43.5, and and I'm seeing some 43s as well. Okay, so what, what's our takeaway? Uh, definitely money came in on Cincinnati from the Sharps. They grabbed the plus seven right away, and they went under 44 and a half. That, right when the number came out, we saw that dip. And usually, like we keep saying, is if they play the dog early, they usually really like it. I agree. And if they play the favorite early, they either really like it or they're trying to get ahead of a public move that they perceive is going to happen, and they then they buy back later. And the strange thing is with this line, I mean, who would have thought Cincinnati was going to be 9-3 and three at this point of the season or even Minnesota 10-2? and two. But when I went back to see what the future line was on this game, like I always do, Minnesota was 6.5, what wow. it is right now. All right, so future line is lines in the preseason they put out, and you're able to bet the game, and then they usually Before take the – before starts. the season starts. Correct. Now, here's the thing, though. Both teams, uh, when you really think about it, that doesn't seem crazy to me because I think both teams have relatively improved yeah, yeah. over expectation. As much as Minnesota seems to, you know, everyone thought they were going to do well, their over and under win total for the year was nine. Right, so this is a team that people that Vegas projected at nine and seven. They did not expect this from Favre. They they. Definitely thought both of these teams would be decent, but I think expectations have exceeded with the Minnesota. I don't, I mean, excuse me, with Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Even I, more. But even with more. both, but you're saying even more. So. Yeah, I don't think any, I mean, because you had the far factor with Minnesota. Right, right. Though that was something Vegas didn't take very seriously by putting a nine out on the over and under. But I would agree with you that Cincinnati has relatively overperformed more, which makes the fact the line's a half point higher surprising, which lends my thought to, to value on Cincinnati. As a capper, what jumps out at you about this game? Well, what jumped out to me in this game was when I saw the line. You know, when I write my lines down, there's sometimes there's just certain numbers. So when you write your lines down, so do you actually put a line on each game before you see the number? I put a mental number. I don't. I, I have what I think it's going to be, and as I'm getting the openers from Vegas, and I always every Monday morning I bring you the opening sheet from the M uh, Resort here in Vegas. This number, I was shocked that it was the full touchdown. I just didn't expect it to be. And my thinking, as we talked in an earlier segment, was comparing this game to the uh, Denver-Indianapolis. But I also do another style of handicapping, and you've heard me say this on the show before. I do a teaser handicap. And if you look at this game, does one side look super easy on a tease? How many people really think (coughs) Cincinnati will get blown out? If you tease them to 14, that looks like a solid teaser because Cincy just doesn't get blown out because of their defense. Yeah, but Minnesota just to win at home, too. All right, so let, let's dig in. All right, so, let's, so you're saying in your mind that the Cincinnati teaser looks more attractive. What does that mean? Let's pick up the pace. What does that What's mean? What that mean to me is that Vegas putting it at the full touchdown means to me that Minnesota is the right side in this game. 
Okay, so this is always confusing, and this is why Marco's special, and he really wins in a special way, so it's true enough. We buzz balls, but this guy's a winner and a half. You're saying because the teaser looks so good for Cincinnati, you go the other way because Vegas seemingly wants you to bet Cincinnati, so you're betting Minnesota. Yep. All right. What do you think on the game? Well, actually, you've got your official free pick Yes, on I this do. Game. Yes, I do. So let, let me hype this up real quick. Collectively, we've gone 28 and 10 on our free picks here, right here, uh, with the videos and the audio. But you've won 9 of 11. 9 of 11. And my gave out my AFC future of the year on San Diego and NFC future of the year. Five unit plays on, Minnesota, on uh, New Orleans. So, so both are looking very a good little right bit better. Now. San Diego's San Diego. looking a lot better at nine and three now. Yeah, a little bit better than preseason, yeah. but close. And now, but clearly, New Orleans is the favorite right absolutely, now. Absolutely, absolutely. So fact, it's been a good free free picks segment. In for fact, us. I was on uh, ESPN's first take on Friday, and one of the questions they asked me was, "Who's your five favorites to win, win in the Super all. Bowl?" And I had projected that out, and New Orleans was number one at a twenty percent chance to win wow, the Super Bowl. That's a lot, and the number. Two was the Colts at 16%. Number three was Minnesota at 13%. Four was New England at 11%. Wow, New England's still up there, huh? And number five was San Diego at 8%. Okay, I'll take so 28%. You got one in five. I got 28% That's chances of hitting the Super Bowl winner. I'll take that. <laughs> all right, so tell us about Let's get this, this winner. This game's going to be all about defense. I really, um, this when I handicap, I like to create my number first so I know what I'm shopping for. Unless you have something to compare, you don't know if it's right or wrong. So I always create a number. And my true line, my true total for this game was 41. And I brought out a fair line total of 43. I thought that's what they should bring it out as a fair number. So explain the difference between the 41 a, and 43. A, a true line's based on what I think. Splitting the, oh, excuse me. On what I think the, the true strength is, what, what the actual final score should come out to So you be. think with your, with your true number, you think that's going to go over that 50% and under that 50%. Exactly. And the fair number is based on if I was a bookmaker, how am I going to get balanced action based on sprinkle a little public perception and defend against the wise guys coming in and raping me for putting out a weak number. Okay. And I thought 43 would accomplish both those those tasks. All right. And the number right now? It opened 44 and a half, so I like the under right away, and it's down to 43. But according to my true line, there's still almost a field goal of value there. So All right. it definitely warrants a free play, if not an official play, be, um, come Sunday on my premium card. All right, but this is an official free pick. Absolutely. And it might be a premium pick. Absolutely. Now, it seems like, and one of the things you're doing is you're doing a line prediction report on Thursday. Correct. And that's at pregame.com in the blog section where you say, all right, here's the line as of Thursday afternoon. Here's where I think it's going to be game time. And you've actually won well over 80 or not won, but you've been correct per- well over 80% of the time with that, yeah. which means that you could have gotten a better number if you were betting those games by following your advice. Yeah, eight out of every ten bets, and that, that adds up. So how, for sure, getting the better number? In, in this game, now that it's down to 43 and it crossed that key number of 44, and even 43 is a key total, I think. Um, I think you, you could wait. I don't. I think the public's going to bounce, push it back up a little bit. And if this thing gets... All right, so if you're going to play the underweight, and if it can go to 44, you've just gained a really key number. Exactly, and, that, and that's what it... it 
it could do by kickoff because a lot of money is going to come in on the over with these two offenses. And the public likes to play over. Exactly. And one thing we always talk about is when you're deciding to wait or not is you're potentially going to gain a 44 and you're risking a 43. 44 is a more key number. And it's worth the wait. I, I totally agree. And, and I mean, these teams don't give up points. Cincinnati's number one in the NFL in points allowed, and Minnesota's number 10. These teams are 9-3 and three and 10-2 and two with defense. Everybody talks about, you know, Brett Favre and Carson Palmer, but they're winning with defense. And I think this is going to resemble a heavyweight fight where in the first quarter they just exchange a couple jabs back and forth. And a scoreless first quarter is going to get that under for us. I have a strong lean, and I'm going to knock these out real quick, to Cincinnati myself. I've actually thought they've been overrated. I watched both the Steeler games. I think they got kind of lucky in both those games. But this team is in a great spot, a running team, a tough defense. They've won eight straight games as an underdog ATS. And Minnesota has only won two of nine against winning teams. You get a team that likes to blow out bad teams but has trouble against good teams versus a team that plays very well as a dog with a slightly inflated number. I have a strong lean to Cincinnati. Marco, you got 30 seconds to wrap. I've got a strong lean to Minnesota. And simply put, Cincinnati, this is a game that's ripe for a bad game. Last week, Pittsburgh and Baltimore losing, virtually wrapped up the division. This is a non-division road game. Minnesota, I say blows them Over out. Over-under? And I don't know about the over-under, but I, I like many minus right, we six got, and a half. We got a wrap. Okay, good stuff there. Next up, we're going to be talking more NFL. San Diego at Dallas. Marco's going to have his official free pick. This is segment four of six, big game preview, the Chargers at the Cowboys. Vegas Runner, you are the line move expert. Tell us about the line in this game. Okay. Uh, Dallas opened up as a three-point home favorite, minus three plus $1.05. So you had to lay minus 125 to get three with San Diego. The total was 47.5. As of today, Dallas is still three, but minus 110, and the total is 48.5. So, so a little bit of money on Dallas. Yeah, and the over. Okay, so we each each we, each of us each week give three official free picks. Vegas Runner, you had an official free pick already and another video. So did I. Marco, your official free pick is in this game. Now we've been on a great run, 28 and 10 collectively. Marco, you lead the way. 12 out of 15 free pick winners right here. Tell us about this game. Yeah, uh, just to tout my own horn, too. Uh, That wasn't enough what I did? No, i got to get a little Uh, more. Go ahead. The two free picks prior to that are futures where I have pending San Diego over 10.5 wins for the year and Baltimore under 8.5 wins for the year. So both of those looked horrible. You know, we didn't hear about those until recently. Like, <laughs> like four, I swear to God, I haven't heard about these till, you know, like four weeks ago. Until San Diego well, got yeah. the 9-3. and three. Yeah, and then Baltimore. But fair enough, you made you officially made they the They don't pick. pay in September. They, they, <laughs> no, they weren't paying in September. Right, or October. So, so really red hot, and you've been red hot with every, I mean, real quick, well, why don't you give us the pick and then we can hear about your premium stuff real quick. What we've got going Going here. This is another classic public perception play, and I've been making a living the last few weeks with these. Last week, I went against Dallas. It was a public perception play. Everybody was in love with Dallas. The Giants were playing horrible. Now, one week removed, you've got everybody in love with San Diego. They've won seven in a row. They're penciling them into the, you know, play Indianapolis for the AFC Championship. Dallas, 
oh my god, they lost their first week of December, so what happens? Every media outlet all week is bringing up the fact that they can't win in December. Forget about that. Dallas wins this game on Sunday. Look deeper into these games. San Diego's got a seven-game winning streak. They played Kansas City twice. They played Oakland. They played Cleveland. They played Denver where they had to start Sims at quarterback. This is misleading. What was the other games? The other three games, <laughs> I don't have them in front of me. I'm, point, I'm pointing out the brand. Uh, you want to look at the five, the five of the seven. I wins. will get it. But what, all right, so, but that's a good point. Is is those are that's an easy schedule. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Dallas played well last week. Last week's game was misleading. They got burned on big plays, a punt return and a like a 70 uh, yard pass play last week. Roma. All right. So let me jump in. And, and you, you're, we don't want to monologue here. You're going to get a chance to say everything that you want to say. This, what's funny? <laughs> monologue. Yeah, we could have went to restroom there for a second. Here's my question. You're, you're making great points. The thing that I always tend to disagree with you on in about, I don't know, 20% of your picks, 80% makes a ton of sense to me, is shouldn't the line then be... Dallas, at minimum, only laying two and a half. Is what you're saying is the San Diego team, everyone's penciling them into the championship. Dallas not only got beat in a big game last week, but they've played really poorly the weeks prior to that in front of national TV audiences. That was the case you made last week. Is The fact that they're saying these are exactly even teams, minus three, minus 110, doesn't that say, wait a minute, though it seems like Dallas is gonna, should be underrated here, they're not. Maybe because of the cowboy mystique or whatever. Where's the value at for the fact that you're being contrarian? Really, in a way, you're saying you're being contrarian by saying the public perception's wrong, but you're not getting the value. To me, this is one of, and, and you, you do, it's just a, it's a knack that I have inside my head. They want you to bet San Diego. They but you don't think the line's bad? I, I would agree with you if you don't have... We always preach that Dallas is such a marquee team, and there's other teams that fit that bill. Yeah, and that minus three plus 105 is two and a half, more or less, is what but, but that's it out. And it's now three. So exactly. the money's coming on Dallas, which you would say is either wise guy money that is 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 uh, really likes Dallas, or they're trying to get ahead of the move. I just don't... I don't think you're accounting for the fact that Dallas usually is laying the extra point, and, and that's why we're not getting value here. Uh, according to LVSC's power rankings, which some people put stock in them, some don't. But it's it's good to n- look at them because these guys do influence the line. Um, and according to them, on a neutral field, San Diego would be one and a half point favorite over Dallas. Which would mean this line should be one and a half. Right. And Dallas, Dallas should be a one and a half point favorite. Or maybe a, even a two point favorite. Because of they're number. five and one at home. And yeah. the key number three. Mm-hmm. So I guess my question is, what should this line be? Five? Six? I think the line's correct where it's at. So how, you, how do you bet it? I, I just like Dallas minus the three. I, this thing is All right, just... So what, what do we have here? We're getting our report. They played... Uh, Oakland the, twice. KC twice, Denver twice, Baltimore. They lost to Pittsburgh, Baltimore. 
All right, all right. And then they beat the, I mean, the beating the Giants was clear. But now the question is, that was the game that, like, well, you know, maybe. The two good games in the winning streak was the Giants and the Eagles. And the Giants really, how good are they playing? You know, they had They beat this shot. Dallas team you're batting. They, they <laughs> did, sir. They did. All right, well, I hate this. So I want to book your action. We do this occasionally. You want to put a dime or a nickel on this game? Well, we've, all year we've done the nickel. I don't want to hurt you too bad. All right, so I'm getting, uh, I'm getting San Diego plus the third. Plus the three. All right. And, again, this is what we like to do here is Marco is a, I mean, really, maybe, I would say truly, not maybe, the best long-term handicapper I've ever seen. No, I mean, he's got. We've got guys that's been and around. And he's got for, the, the, the record to prove it. Yeah, that's know? the point. I've been following his picks for like a decade. And, uh, I mean, you know, not to take away from anyone else. So I love your approach. The only hole I see in it, and maybe we can start writing these games down on the wall and see after the next hundred if I'm right, is you sometimes mistake Vegas wanting you to make a bet, I believe, with the fact that Dallas is the pre- Dallas is a premium team that is always going to be inflated. Don't you think Dallas is inflated typically? Dallas is always going to be inflated. It's built in just like it is with the Steelers. But, again, I read it the right way last week with the play on the Giants. And we do it. it you, know, you know, not to, like, pat myself on the back, but we really argued on a lot of games last week. Uh, and as they say, go to the tapes. Guys, go back and look at last week's show. All right. I well, took you to school. And again, that's, <laughs> no, no. You might be. And again, ultimately, is if I had to bet my opinion on Marcos, I'm going to bet mine. This one seems, oh, excuse me. I misspoke. I meant I was going to, I would bet yours. But on this one, I'm going to bet mine. But I guess that's the way people always do. Is they're like, oh, this is going to be the exception. All right, VR, you've got about a minute and you haven't been real talkative here what's your thoughts on yeah, this i was game? just enjoying watching it <laughs> um, I, I was a little surprised that dallas came out this high because i think the public is <laughs> going to take no I, I think on this this the public's going to end up taking san diego instead of the public dallas team this week not saying that the public's going to win or lose i'm not interested very much in what they do i care what the sharp money does um, more than i care about what the square money does so i was a little surprised it came out this high and now that Dallas is at three, it tell at three minus one ten. It tells me that the sharp money agrees with Marco, or the sharp money's getting ready for this to go to three and a half. Yeah, yeah. Which I just can't see it doing with San Diego coming in covering four or five, scoring thirty plus in like every game. And Dallas is only two and two over the last four, and one and three against the spread. This team's going to be in a lot of trouble when the playoffs come and well, they have to go on saying. the road. Yeah. I mean, they could only well, win. They might not home. even make the playoffs. Exactly. All right, and this to me is a classic profile of San Diego screaming in red. Eight and two ATS in December. This is team that finishes strong yeah, every year. against a team 3-13 ATS in December, and you know they're questioning themselves. I mean, uh, you sure you don't want to do a dime on this? You want to do a dime? Let's do, do a dime. dime. We right. can do a dime. All right, that's on the tape. All right, good stuff, fun stuff, and great points from Marco as usual. Okay, next up, we're going to be doing the Eagles at the Giants, the Sunday night game. For the best deals from trusted sportsbooks, visit pregameaction.com. This is segment five of six, big game preview, Giants-Eagles. All right, Vegas Runner, as usual, you're the line move expert. Tell us about the line move in this game. Okay, Giants opened as a one-point home favorite with a total of 47 and a half. 
As of this morning, the Giants are still a one-point home favorite. The total's 44.5, so definite money on the under. And what I like is this is guaranteed actual true steam. They like the under because they hit it under like three or four times. Each time the book adjusted it down to 46, they hit it. Down to 45.5, they hit it. 44, I mean, they moved it all the way down. So And... So like we said, early moves on the under, especially like you said, multiple barrels that they're firing um, is a sign of genuine steam. Yeah. Now you do a true steam blog in which you talk about what steam is true and what's not. Exactly. And that's at uh, pregameblogs.com. To me, once you hit mid-November, you always got to keep in mind with the outdoor football games. Is, the weather. Is it a true handicap, or are they making a weather play? Are they thinking that their weather forecast is saying there's a better chance of snow or whatever, or wind, which is even more important when it comes to totals, and a lot of people don't realize that. Is, is it a weather play, or is it a, a handicap? Do you have any sense of that? I think it's based on weather, because, um, and I think a little of both. The East Coast is getting bad weather right now. I mean, we, we're hearing it, we're seeing it. But also, the history of this series is, what, 13-3 and three to the under when they play in New York. So you think a combination. So I think it's a combination of both. They thought this number came out a little too high, especially because they scored so many points in that first game, 57 points, that I think they brought this total out a little inflated because that total was only 43, and they brought this one out 47 and a half, four and a half points higher than it was back in early uh, November, and you got to add the cold of the winter, so that's in, an inflated number to me. Me and your video uh, this week in Vegas, we talked about the Dallas Giant game last week. That's a misleading final score. Right, right. That game was 3 nothing with four minutes to go in the first half. And all of a sudden, they scored 21 points in a four-minute span. Mm. Yeah, on- so this was an inflated total. And I think the wise guy said, our number shows 44. And they just kept ba- blasting And if you remember the there. first game, you talked about 40 to 17. Same thing happened in that game. That game was close at the beginning. And there was like a three-possession where the Giants yeah, yeah, two quick turnovers and a, a kick return. Resulted, blew that game wide open for Philadelphia. Yeah, the Giants meeting. held the ball 35 minutes in that game and lost 40 to 17. All right, so we don't have an official free pick in this game, uh, and we've given out all three official free picks in other videos, and you can check those out directly at pregame.tv. Marco, what really jumps out at you as a handicapper? Well, even with what we just said, looking at the New York Giant defense, this team has given up 20 points or more seven straight weeks. And that's just unheard of. I mean, when you say Giants, the first thing that comes, you never think of them as an offensive team. You always thought of the Giants, you know, as a defensive team. And they're just, they're not that anymore. But it's points allowed. They're letting people score on them. When you look at them, the categories defensively, they're in the top ten in everything. In in total defense, they're six. Against the pass, they're seventh. You're saying maybe they've been been unlucky because that's what happens is there's a luck factor in these stats where things like yards and such are, it's not about luck, but things like points it's is there an interception in the red zone and all that it's got to be because they're the 25th worst 
defense in scoring, the 25th worst scoring defense, and yet they're sixth in total defense. So you're saying that potentially the Giants' D is underrated. I think so, It ha- according to those numbers. Now let's look at the line real quick. Clearly, they're saying Philly is the much better team. As much as we can say Giants aren't what the Giants are supposed to be, the Giants would have been three and a half probably. And they were. Uh, the, the future pre- line was, was three, yeah. Three, three and a half. And, and it, you know, the Giants had a better future odds to win the Super well, they were about nine to one, if I remember correctly, than the Eagles. So this was considered a superior team coming in, and now they're only they're almost pick them at home, which is saying about a two point advantage for Philly, but even more because you're coming off a three. Are the Giants relatively that bad to you? And they closed as a favorite on the road in Philly in that game. They went to favorite the first game. All right, so there's been a big swing. Is it legitimate on the Giants? Meaning that are they as relatively poor as they seem? The Giants aren't as bad as they appear. Their public perception, their stock value is down. The Eagles' value is way up right now. Plus, you had Philadelphia had a big win on the road last week where they put up 40 points. Or not 40 points last week. Uh, Against Atlanta. They destroyed them. They They destroyed them. What concerns me about that game, one, they played an Atlanta team that was banged up. But they got caught up in the hype. With the Vic, yeah. with, With Michael Vick. Andy Reid actually made a comment that it was like a scene out of Rudy. The crowd was cheering, chanting to get Vic in the game. So what does that have to do with this game? Well, sometimes whenever players, you chemistry on teams, I don't know if that was a good thing chemistry-wise to do that with Vic. To make game plan. McNabb don't like it, it, that's for sure. Absolutely. You All right, can, so uh, you could look at the other way. Is this was a big investment they made, and he might start paying off. So I'm not sure. And, and again, you might be right. I'm not sure that's a huge factor. Let's drill down to the relative lines between Dallas. So Dallas was at the Giants last week. What did that line close at? Uh, two and a half, wasn't it? And it went, it, did it touch three at any point? It was three at one point. So at some it. point you could get the Giants plus three at home. Yeah, yeah. And now you're getting the Giants plus one, or excuse me, the Giants are laying one. So about a four-point swing off a key number of three. That's yeah, a huge, huge swing. Huge, huge. Oh, you telling me Dallas is four points better than Philly? Dallas and Philly right now in a neutral is a pick game, right? So, really, the fact that the Giants won this game, the, the, the view of the Giants has been adjusted drastically, it would seem. I agree. I agree. So, it seems to me that it was either a crazy line on last week where Dallas was laying three, but you're saying Dallas should have won that game if you look at the stats, right? The game should have been closer than, than it was. Uh, the Giants capitalized on big plays, and that uh, punt return sealed the win for them in that game. Okay, but in, I guess what I'm saying is if the Dallas and the, and, and the Cowboys played 10 times from what you saw on Sunday, how many times did the Giants win? How many times did the Cowboys I win? I still say the Giants win, but probably only six, six out of 10. All right, so, and how relatively, how would you compare Dallas and Philly? Dallas and Philly, um, coming off of last week, I give Philly a little bit of an edge. All right, so we got, in your mind, the better team who's getting one at the Giants, and the worst team last week was getting three. Mm-hmm. Correct. Or, or, excuse me, laying three. three. They were laying three. So there's been a four-point swing. So doesn't it scream that the value's on the Eagles here? Absolutely. Is that how you lean? That's how it is. But, again, people look at this Giant team. They 
this was a team that was expected to challenge for the NFC crown this year, and this is a pl- basically a playoff game. It is. The, That's a Sunday night loser, game, correct, too? They're playing at home Sunday night. The loser of this game, their playoff hopes take a severe hit. The winner of this game can so it's control an his own. Game. It's an important game. Is, I, I, I'm just having trouble getting you to say anything. Is what do you li- Who do you like in this game? If you put the gun to my head in this game, so you think play, the line's right? I think the line's right. I think the value's in the under in the game. If I had to make a play right now, All right, so lean I, would towards the under. The, I would play the under. All right, lean towards the under. Uh, Philly's 38 and 18 as a dog. So that's a long, that's a long trend yeah, if you think is. about it. But remember, you got, the a lot, sa- that team. you got the same quarterback. You've got the same coach for that whole, pretty much, that, if not that whole trend. You've got a team that does very well when they are uh, underdogs, though they're small dogs in this case. I just scream. To me, I agree with you. I think the side a pass, or at least I agree with your first instinct, because I think that last week it was a crazy inflated yeah. line, and all the value was on the Giants. There's been a drastic change, but now it's probably right where it should be. I think it's where the number should be, too. All right, good conversation. Got a little theoretical there, but that's good stuff. Okay, next up is the Monday night game, and uh, we're going to be previewing uh, Arizona at San Francisco. This is segment six of six, big game preview, Monday night football. We've got the 49ers, we've got the Cardinals. As usual, Vegas Runner, you're the expert in line moves. Tell us about the line moves in this game. Okay, Arizona opened as a three-point road favorite with a total of 44.5, but they were minus three even money. So you had to lay minus 120 to grab the three with the San Francisco. So a little inside. less than laying three. Right. As of today, Arizona's minus three and a half, and the total's still 44.5. So a lot of money on the road favorite here. Now, wow, that, that is a big move through, you know, from, from being even to now three and a half. Yeah. So now the question is, is this a move where they're trying to get ahead of the public? A Monday night game. Arizona had a big win last week. Go ahead. I think so. You took it right out of the, the words right out of my mouth. That's exactly what's happening here. And they've seen that the last few weeks with Green Bay as a three-point favorite on Monday night. And this Sunday night game with Arizona is three, three and a half. And they're trying to beat the public to these games on these key numbers. And unless otherwise guys come in at San Fran at three and a half, we know the public at minimum is only going to be, you know, I think the betting is going to be 50-50 at best at the three and a half, meaning I don't see the public bringing it back to no, three. No, no. So they've already, the wise guys have already won. They've already Got the best of the not yeah. They, they were able to lay three at even, and now they're laying three and a half, or taking three and a half, when they want to, they might be able to take four, four by game time at exactly. one ten, and they've just made money. Yep, and I wouldn't be surprised if it got the four. All right, so we can't be sure the wise guys like, like Arizona. All right, Marco, as a handicapper, what jumps out at you in this game? Uh, before that jumps out at me, I want to give your money away because I think it's getting close to Christmas and we're in the last segment. And he hasn't given any money away. I yet. keep trying to delay. Trying to delay. Keep trying to delay it, and you know, and I'm going to make sure because I got to take care of my people. All right, do it. All right, the streak. We're going to go with. We got a guy that's got a streak here at pregame. A streak. It's, it's, it's still. It's the streak. The streak of the year. Dwayne Bryant, 20 wins in a row, in football. In football, the coupon is streak 10. That will get you $10. Just go to pregamepros.com. Put it in, your che- in the shopping cart. When you check out, you'll get $10 off. And, yes, if you happen to buy something that's $10, it's free on RJ. Now, no obligation, no credit card. 10 bucks off. Street 10, all one word. And we've got a guy 
20 straight football winners. The odds of that are over a million to one against. Think about that if he was flipping a coin. A million to one against. Pretty amazing. All right, so tell us about this game. This game, I'll tell you what struck me, and I say it over and over again. Public perception, Vegas just overreacts to lines based on public perception. Do you realize that on the opening week of the season, Arizona at home, coming off a Super Bowl game, was only four-and-a-half-point favorite over these same 49ers at home. They're laying three-and-a-half on the road to San And they, it's not like they blew out San Francisco. They only beat them by four, 20-16. to 16. This line is so far off the mark to me based on everybody watched Arizona last week. They knew where they were going to come. There's no way that this game should have been over a field goal. And now you got a better quarterback with Alex Smith at quarterback for San Fran and not Sean Hill, who was at quarterback for the season So you think San Fran right now is playing better than they did in week one? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. They're, I'm not surprised that they're 5-7, and seven, and the future line on this game was a pick em. So it... it supports what Marco says. I agree. This is a so, big-time inflated so number. I, I, I always have trouble with you. Is You think the number's inflated, so who do you like? In this game right now, I've got a small lean to San Francisco, and the reason being, again, you've got to look at why numbers are what they are. Arizona was on the Sunday night game last week. Everybody saw them. So Everyone got crushed the, so dece- against them. As you call it, a deceiving perception. Right. The public saw what they saw, and what they saw was Arizona manhandle Minnesota. So and they now, were all betting. And that's probably because Arizona's not a marquee team. They're not going to be on national TV that often. Part of the country, that might have been the first or second time they've seen Arizona all year. And they're going to draw a conclusion from seeing them one time. All right, so we think it's a little... A little bit of value, and again, we're taping on Wednesday, and this is all the way to Monday. A little bit of value on Arizona. A couple trends here that, that lean, or excuse me, the, it's a little overinflated, so the value is on San Fran. Is Arizona has won six of seven ATS on the road. So this has been a real turnaround. Is it, Last year, they were great at home, bad on the yeah, road. Yeah, they're five and one this year. Uh, six and one ATS, uh, five and one, like you said, straight up. And keep in mind, during that run for the Super Bowl last year, they played very well on the road in the playoffs. So they've had a, quite a run now of doing well on the road. In this series, the road team has covered eight straight games. So for whatever reason, this has been a road series. So that goes a little bit the other way. What else jumps out of you, Vegas? Um, uh, that this line is inflated. Um, I looked at the LVSC number to see what line do their ratings make this on a neutral field Arizona would be three and a half so playing in San Fran this should be closer to a pick em, especially since San Fran's one in five on the road which tells me they play a lot better at home so I give a little more weight there even though it balances out with how well Arizona's played on the road but this line's at least three points inflated just because of that Sunday night win that Marco talked about it doesn't surprise me that Arizona beat Minnesota last week. I mean, both you and I had yeah. Arizona. What did surprise me was that they held Minnesota to 62 yards rushing. I mean, Adrian Peterson's the best running back in the and game. And the first time these two teams played, one team rushed for 25 yards, the other team rushed for 40 yards. So neither of them ran on each other. But prior to last week holding Peterson, Arizona had given up 164 yards to Seattle on the ground, 123 wow. to St. Louis, and 163 to Tennessee. 
Wow, that's a good. Th- that's an interesting point because what I've been hearing in the press is. Arizona finally has an identity on defense combined with that high-powered offense. Look out. No one wants to play this team. What you're saying is through some quirk of game plan, through some, you know, because sometimes you can coach things up a certain way and a certain game do very well against a certain opponent. You're saying the perception that this D is much improved, especially on the, against the rush, is, is a misperception. Yes, and maybe a little bit of an angle, but... The, one, the other team that handed Minnesota a loss this year was the Pittsburgh Steelers. Their style of what they did to beat Minnesota, Arizona coaching staff is all ex-Steelers. Okay. So it seems like a lot of value on Arizona, though. I mean, the other side of this coin is this team really does seem to be getting a lot of respect. You're paying for With it. the experts. And let's be honest, is as much as the guys on ESPN don't understand sports betting, they understand football matchups. Right. I mean, they go to the NFL films uh, uh, in New Jersey, and they get to watch the, the, I guess they call it the 22-man tape or whatever they end up calling it, where they get to see the whole field. Right. And they understand these teams very well. They seem very high on Arizona. Yeah, Arizona though too. They're three. They're in first by three games, where last year they were fighting to get in. So you're saying there might be a motivational uh, issue? Yeah, there. I think I think they're the type of team that has historically has seemed to relax when they're in the driver's seat. It's a good point too. That's motivational. Point. This is a rare home game. On Monday night for, for San Fran, yeah, they used to be on Monday night all the time. But you got to yeah. go back, way back. Another chance. Is that old for, school to you, yeah, or is that recent? Another chance yeah. for Alex Smith <laughs> on prime time to show he's the quarterback for this team. Yeah. I, I thought the value well, was San Fran myself. Yeah, and right remember. Away, but. To wrap up here is, Sam, you know, with Samurai Mike as coach from San Fran, is he's a high-intensity guy. Uh, you know, even though they're out of the playoff picture, you got to figure you're going to get max effort from yeah, San Fran. Yeah. All right, so in general, and again, it's early. Yeah, Let's say we got some leans across the board on San Fran. All right, good show this week. Really good show. If you haven't, uh, if this is your first video or if you haven't watched them all, you can go to pregame.tv and watch them all. Or if you want to download and listen, you can go to iTunes and search for pregame.com. Remember, we'll be back next week, same time, same bat channel, as they say. Good luck.